amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Brought to you by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. We have a great show lined up for you tonight. Um, It is all about how to start a successful fitness business. Uh, First time doing a show on the fitness industry side. We've talked a lot about training techniques and and had some excellent athletes on the show sharing their secrets, but this we're going to flip it around and take it from the other point of view today. Um, So before we kick this off, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are interested in becoming a drug-free athlete or just looking for the best supplements on the planet that represent a drug-free lifestyle, check out P4P Muscle at p4pmuscle.com. And you can always use my code. It's Melinda, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for 15% off any of your purchases. So let's get started here. We are bringing back Robbie Blanchard to the show. He was on my CrossFit show. We are not really going to be talking about too much CrossFitting tonight, but rather owning a CrossFit business. So, again, Robbie Blanchard, the owner of CrossFit Reach and Act in Mass, uh, also the owner of Chalk and Steel. So he's going to be talking about that tonight. We also have Mark Warren on the show. He is a co-founder of Fitvine Wine, and who doesn't like drinking booze? So this is going to be fantastic. I'm going to turn it over to them so they can introduce themselves to you. Uh, so let's start with Mark, since Mark is the, the newest person to the show. So Mark, why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and your company? Sounds good. Uh, thank you for having me, Melinda. Uh, so I am uh, one of the co-founders of Fitvine Wine. Um, I am also a CrossFitter, entering my sixth year uh, of CrossFit. Previous to that, I studied uh, Taekwondo for 20 years, uh, competing at a high level for almost 10 of those years. Um, the stage of my life now, uh, not truly really a competitor anymore. I use CrossFit as kind of my uh, way to stay active and uh, you know kind of tie things into sports with my two boys that are coming on 14 and 9. Um, and that's become kind of the passion of my life is is my family, um, how to create a better life that uh, we can tie in fitness, uh, travel, overall life, and then business. Uh, and, you know, fit buying has become a passion. Uh, and with that passion, uh, tying that into our overall lifestyle. Um, for fit buying, I was in a, I had built a tech company with one of our other co-founders. Uh, we were successful with it, um, had a little fun, but, Really, it wasn't, uh, you know, where we wanted to be in life. Uh, we were looking for something to uh, tie in our passion of wine that both of us had had for a long time and how we could bring that into uh, our history of fitness. Um, and that is where it brought us into FitVine. It took us a couple of years in development. We wanted to bring a specific um, type of wine to the market. Um, I'll get further into detail of that later on in the show. But uh, And that was um, what kind of brought my... Uh, myself through, um, you know, the past decade of, of, of life and business was my approach of, uh, you know, our, our business development was being lean, strong, adaptive, flexible, uh, and passionate. And that kind of ties into, uh, you know, the overall fitness lifestyle as well. So integrating those uh, two things together has been key. Um, and that's what really has driven uh, us to succeed and where we're going forth uh, in moving our business forward. Well, I can't wait to ask you a ton of more questions about everything tonight. First, I'm just going to let Robbie introduce himself. So, Robbie, welcome back to the show. I know you're sitting there with your tuxedo on as usual, so why don't you introduce yeah, yourself Yeah, absolutely. Again? 
<laughs> yes, I'm here in my tuxedo, always looking good, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I'm, I'm Robbie Blanchard. I'm uh, This is my second time on the show, which I'm uh, pumped about. Um, a little bit about me. I've been a CrossFitter for uh, going on six years now. Um, I've had my own business for almost 10 years, and it's kind of evolved from in-home personal training and then into boot camps, and now for the last five years, uh, I've owned CrossFit Reach. Um, and, it, and it continues to grow, uh, which is awesome. And, and one of my biggest passions is helping people out. That's kind of how I got into the, the fitness business. Um, you know, fitness has been really good to me. Uh, it's kind of helped transform me from, a, you know, a skinny, not confident kid into a, um, you know, pretty confident guy. And it's allowed me to, um, you know, help other people have the same experience and, and change their lives through fitness. So um, that's one of my favorite things to do is to, you know, have people come in and then three to six months later, you know, they're a completely different person. They're more confident. They feel better about themselves. Um, and that's really what I'm passionate about. You know, it's really a, it's, it's a people business, and that's that's what I love to do. Um, and, I've you know, recently in the past year, I've been able to, you know, help even more people, you know, thousands of people now, thousands of CrossFitters uh, worldwide because I've been able to, um, you know, create an online business through coaching and products and, um, you know, my, my Chalk and Steel blog. Uh, to really help people, you know, as far away as India, Pakistan, um, Australia, Brazil, and and that's 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 really cool. And it's it's so mind blowing to, uh, you know, get emails from people from that far away that are thanking me for my program. So um, and that's what just keeps me keeps me going, and I love it. So yeah, really excited to talk on the show with Mark and, and email. Thank you. Well, I um, you know, the fitness industry as a whole, there is so much out there right now. You you think about all of the different clothing lines that are out there. You think about all the different products, whether it's skinny tees or waist trainers or all these supplement lines that are out. I mean, it it's becoming such a saturated industry, making it really hard for someone to start a new business. So um, I feel that with all these new people coming out into the fitness industry, wanting to be successful, wanting to come up with new ideas and really be innovative, that they, they need some tips on how to be successful in the fitness industry. So I thought, who better to bring on the show than you two? So what, let's, start from the, <laughs> let's start from the beginning with you guys. Uh, Mark, you kind of dove into this already, but what was the deciding factor for both of you to start your business? I mean, you start with an idea – and a lot of people just stop there and they don't know where to go. So what really drove you to say, okay, I want to make this a business and I'm going to go full force into this? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we saw a, a large hole uh, inside the, the fitness industry that exists today. Um, and there's, you know, many people sit on one end of the spectrum or the other. You know, you have the uh, one percenters that, you know, are really driving to be an elite athlete. Uh, that it becomes, you know, their business uh, to train X amount of hours a day, whether it's CrossFit, bodybuilding, triathlete, uh, you know, professional runner, um, that's their job. Uh, then you have the other side, which is people trying to enter into the fitness industry and, you know, for one point or another, whether they're after having a couple of kids or they used to be an ex-athlete and then got tied into a career and it's 10 years later and they're like, oh, God, what happened to me? You know, I was in college, I was a football player and now... Uh, I can't even do a push-up. So there's a huge hole in between that. And what happens in just our own experiences in working with people uh, in different different areas, whether it be CrossFit or martial arts, uh, and working with uh, a lot of uh, doctors and nutritionists, is that uh, the, the average person who's not that elite athlete, who has a busy life, they have kids, they have a career, as they get working out, uh, and a lot of times they're told these many black and white things. Okay, dump sugar, dump this, dump that, can't have anything. Uh, and that's t- usually what tends to have them fall off track is because there's no give or take. Uh, and wine's always had good properties in it. Um, but like anything else, unfortunately, uh, there's bad wine out there and there's good wine, just like there's processed food and there's good food. Um, so we were looking to develop a wine that brings those uh, good qualities out in the wine uh, and be able to provide people the exact content of what's in the wine. Uh, today, you're not finding that. So we can tell you the macro breakdown for a five-ounce glass as far as calories and carbohydrates. Uh, we're doing, we didn't reinvent the wheel. Uh, we're making wine the way it should be. So it's made healthy. It's made clean. Uh, it's really enhancing the antioxidants during the wine. There's no added sugar. There's no additives. Uh, it's being filtered properly. Uh, we can truly say it's gluten-free. Many people think wine's automatically gluten-free, and it's not. 
because some people uh, will filter through wheat. So now suddenly anybody who has even a sensitivity, not even celiac disease, will have an effect on that wine, whether it's just indigestion or breathing issue or they get a headache or highs. Uh, and a lot of that can be the combination of how it's filtered, the additives, the sugar, the sulfites. So our goal is to try and bring a trusted wine to the fitness industry that gives people that ability to, I want to work out, I want to eat well, but, you know, couple of days a week, I want to sit down and have a, a drink, and I want to know what's in it, and I don't want to destroy all the work I did. Uh, so that was our goal, was to bring a, a high-quality, clean wine uh, that people could trust and enjoy that tasted great um, and know what was in that glass. And it's worked well. We've worked with a few nutritionists that they're able to tie that into their program so they can tell their people, okay, tonight you want to have a glass of wine, have a third less sweet potato. And they're not, it's not taking them off track, and it's been extremely well-received because it gives people that that kind of piece that they're hoping for or missing uh, is they're putting in all the hard work, but they're not shutting everything off where they, you know, they jump in and a lot of times they're just told, you know, it's black or white. Uh, and that's where a lot of times they fail because it's just too stressful when they're adding that into, you know, everything else they're doing in their life. So that was our uh, ultimate reason of wanting to start the business um, and to be able to bring something into the market that, was uh, of quality and trusted and not something like uh, where the beer companies just cut out half the alcohol and added more water uh, to just drive down the calories. So um, that was the ultimate reason for creating FitFine. Yeah, you um, knowing the macros and what you drink is so huge, and the fact that you guys can break that down is, is amazing because it's coming from someone who counts my macros. I, I count everything, and no, I'm not – you know, doing bodybuilding right now, I'm taking a break, but that doesn't matter because I, I do that anyway, just part of fitness and part of making sure I, you know, I'm eating to perform and, and I am staying on track. And when I do sit down and have a drink, I estimate, you know, I think I know what's in it, but I don't for sure know what's in it. So it's, it's a guesstimation on my part. So that's fantastic. And especially for people on the other side that are just getting into fitness, um, that are working with a nutritionist and they're giving them a set of macros and saying, okay, you can have a drink. Well, you can't just have a drink. <laughs> you can't have a 300 calorie drink. You can't have a drink that has 45 grams of carbs in it. What can you have to drink? And so it's it's awesome that you guys can actually break that down because that is not broken down on any wine bottle that I've ever seen. I'll tell you that. Um, no, and but, we've put some effort into working with uh, you know the federal government piece that that works with alcohol is called the TCB. It's a division of the uh, alcohol alcohol tobacco firearms. Uh, and it took a little give and take because they they don't have it out there, um, but they are allowing us to put it on there. So we will have the calories and carbohydrates listed on the wines. Um, per five-ounce glass. We have it on our website now. Um, but a key, just one other key point I want to add to it, that it's not just the macros um, that that we're trying to get out there. There was a well-known article that came out uh, over the summer with 45 well-known brands that were hit with 500 times the level of arsenic in them. So wow. that's the other piece is that you're buying wine that is like buying processed food. You know, if you're not buying that grass-fed beef, you know, what are you getting? Do you, are you getting hormones? Are you getting all this other stuff? Well, that can also be inside of one because they're not filtering correctly. They're, they're using grapes with pesticides or they're using whatever inside there. They're adding additives. So just because it's wine, people think, oh, a glass of red wine, it's healthy. Well, that doesn't, unfortunately, it's not always the case. So that was the mm -hmm. other component is where, you know, we had our wine tested by an independent lab uh, for everything, for arsenic for calories for carbohydrates for the resveratrol contents for sulfite contents i mean there was a litany of 42 different items to make sure that what we're doing is what we're saying and it's and it is a clean wine so uh that's the other component of what we wanted to people to understand and that they could trust so they know that uh they're putting something healthy into their body like you said you may you may, may be off competition right now but year-round you're taking care of yourself and you're you know paying attention to what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, you don't want to ruin that by drinking something that's got extra stuff in it that you don't need. No, absolutely. And you're, you're definitely educating me because I didn't know anything about the arsenic levels. And, you know, I'm just going out and, I, oh, that wine looks good, and I'll give that a try. But, yeah, I mean, if I could know exactly what's in what I'm drinking, you know, that's important, and you're sure as heck educating me on that. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening that did not know that either. Um, Robbie, to 
go into you for a little bit. Uh, we talked about your gym in my last show a tad bit, but we were more focusing on the yep. training aspect of CrossFit. But what uh, really drove you to make CrossFit Reach happen? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And really it came down to helping people out. So, um, you know, as I mentioned in my intro, I, I started out as a personal trainer, so I was training people one-on-one for a while, um, which is great. But, I mean, there's only, you know, so many hours in a day, there's only so many people you can help. So, um, you know, I kind of made the switch to doing, you know, group training, and that was originally with boot camp, and I was able to help a lot of people out, which was great. Um, and then, uh, you know, we kind of got to the point where we are just bursting at the seams, and, you know, this is our, and we're now in our third location, which is a 10,000 square foot space, and um, it's it's one of the, I think, one of the nicest spaces. I'm biased, but I think it's one of the nicest gyms in the, in the state, and um, it's been great. I mean, that's the main thing for me is helping people out, and that's kind of, you know, what drove me to go online as well is because, you know, I'm able to help more people online and um, I'm not limited to just location. I can um, I can reach more people on that level. So, um, you know, kind of going along with, you know, what you were saying with the original question, you know, what, you know, separates, you know, how do you separate from um, all these brands that are out there? Um, and really, I think it comes down to just, you know, showing people that you care. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer that, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, and so I think that that really shows, you know, when it comes to your, your you know, same thing with Mark. Like you can tell right now he's a passionate guy. Um, he believes in his product, and that's and that, and that goes, you know, that makes leaps and bounds for everybody else because, um, you know, he's passionate about it. He's not doing it for the money. He's doing it because, you know, he loves it. That's all, and that's the same thing here. It's it's all about, um, you know, making people better, helping people out, um, and that's what drives me. And um, you know, when it comes to success, you know, if you help other people get what they want. Um, you know, you'll get what you want. And that's I think that's the, the main thing when it comes to my gym and my business. Well, you you guys both mentioned a key point here online, um, yeah. which a lot of businesses are moving towards. And, you know, you can have a business, but if you don't have a successful website, um, as Robbie and I were talking, you know, other times, just an email list, a contact list, a, a way to get your business known and out there, you know, you are not going to be successful in today's industry. Um, you know, social media and, and email marketing is everything now. So um, you guys both mentioned going online. Do you guys have any tips uh, for new business owners out there that may be not technologically savvy that are looking to really put themselves out there, you know, designing a website, how to do that, how to get into email marketing. Do you guys have any um, advice? Anyone can start. Um, I mean, Rob, <laughs> Rob, is definitely a multi-level higher than I am as an expert on this. But I can tell you as far as getting started, uh, a basic or I'd say – a massive key component. Um, what Robbie just felt, exactly what Robbie just mentioned when he was speaking about before is being honest with people. Um, too much stuff online is fluff, um, and you can't, you know, you can't be out there just fluffing people. So even if you're starting or if you're a company that's been around forever, you know, people are going to ask questions or they're going to question what you're putting out there. You have to answer honestly, even if it's you know someone's saying something negative. You still have to, you know, respond to them, be positive in, in your responses. You can't get into, uh, you know, kind of an argument online. Sometimes things are mis misinterpreted or misconstrued, but if it's going to be, a, a, you know, uh, a chat online or, or a blog, sometimes it's not the best format, but you just stay true to, your, true to yourself, true to your product, uh, be honest, um, and, you know, it, that's, that's what's going to help drive getting you going because people quickly will realize when people are out there just kind of trying to sell just to sell or if they're really truly trying to bring a product to help people. Uh, and that makes a huge difference. So it's just getting that key component of starting is how you voice yourself and your voice in your company about what you're trying to do. Um, you can't always be out there just trying to sell. A lot of that is trying to, you know, inform people. Like a lot of what Robbie does and presents He's giving information out how to provide and help people, help, help people get better so they're lifting safer. Um, it's not always about just selling something. So it's being true to what you're, you're bringing to the market and to your product, uh, and people will see that. That's that's a key component in getting started, making sure you stick to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, absolutely. you know, just like, just, yeah, just like Mark said with, uh, you know, it's about showing value. So, 
you know, when I do, um, you know, of course, I have my online business, my programs, and everything. With, um, and, and one of my and my biggest beliefs is when you have a program or a product, you want to provide, you know, ten times the value of what you're what you're charging or what you're, you know, whatever your price is. Um, and then also, it's always about giving too. So if if you want to get started and you want to start building your email list, um, it's about giving first. So before you even ask for anything. So you want to build that email list, you need to give out, you know, free reports or free tips or free, um, you know, anything and everything, giving something that, you know, when people receive it, they're like, wow, like I would have paid for this information. This guy's giving it to me for free. Um, you know, so really just, you know, having that good rapport and, um, you know, giving first before you ask. It's almost like, you know, in everyday life, if you, if you go up to someone and you, and you say, hi, how are you? Um, you know, they're going to be coming in and say, you know, I'm good. How are you? You know, so it's almost that response of, of, of asking first, giving first, and then, then you worry about, uh, you know, receiving later on. Um, but that's one of the best ways to build that list is just, just providing value. Um, it's very similar to what, like, you know, Kelly Sturette, who started Mobility Wad, um, you know, for the first year, all he did was provide free content, free content. Um, and he built that tribe and he built that trust with people. And then now he, you know, he has a multi-million dollar year business because of uh, people were just knocking down his doors, you know, to, to buy his stuff because he built that trust. He built that um, rapport with his, with his followers. And that's the same thing that I do. That's the same thing that Mark's doing. Um, and if you're starting a business online or even if it's a brick and mortar business, same thing is providing way more value than you're, than you're charging. And that, and that, I think that's a huge component um, as opposed to, uh, you know, just trying to skim as much as you can and, or just get by, you know, just go, overachieve, go above and beyond what you're doing or asking for or giving, and, and people will, will respond to that positively. Yeah, and, and on top of that, I mean, for, for the people that, you know, are listening and that are not uh, not familiar with some of the names or, or part of the CrossFit or fitness industry, you could take that into, you know, uh, a global tech name. I mean, that's really the yeah. difference of what separated Google from Microsoft and why Microsoft has been losing money for however many quarters for the past few years. Uh, you know, Google, I mean, aside of their SEO search, they gave away their mail service for years since the beginning, and they still do. Uh, and then they yep. finally tied in the component to offer that to businesses. And those, after yep. all those people who use it individually, then the small businesses like myself, like Robbie, you know, and even bigger corporations now have tied in uh, using their services for email stuff and hosting everything online instead of all the traditional stuff that Microsoft did, and they've blown by them. And now Microsoft is nowhere near the size they used to be. So it's that that gives you even a larger eye of what Robbie's saying of, you know, how, how that works. People do, you know, they do start to follow you in, in that passion and, uh, you know, that trust and, like you said, that rapport of providing that content uh, for free or, or over uh, providing of what you're charging for and building that loyalty. Uh, so then as you bring out further products or you build your company, um, they're going to be there. And price then doesn't become a, a, a point of issue. It becomes what you're bringing. It's quality. Because people will always pay for quality over price. Right? You know, yep. the thing is, you know, you don't always get the best for the highest payment, and you don't always get the worst product for the lowest. So price doesn't usually dictate quality, whether it's services being offered for CrossFit, whether it's wine, whether it's anything, price doesn't dictate that. So it, the quality is going to come from uh, the loyalty and the brand and the rapport. So that that is a huge component. Yes, that's fantastic tips. Do you feel um, that through Internet marketing, like how do I want to word this to you guys? Um, I've seen both of your websites. Do you feel that your website has has generated more business for you, or do you feel that you could have done it with social media alone? Because a lot of new businesses that are out there, like startups, are just starting with Facebook and Instagram, and they're not creating their own websites. Um, mm -hmm. I can see this in a lot of like new clothing brands, new supplement brands. They're yep. just because obviously Facebook is free, Instagram is free. It's a, it's easy. It's easy to start if you don't know how to design your own website, or you don't want to hire someone to design your own website. So, what do you feel is the the necessity to design your own, have a website for your business rather than just go the social media route? Yeah. So I I would say you know in terms of a website, um, it really depends on the layout of the website. I mean, so many this, I see so many websites for businesses that are just. It's basically it's basically an online business card. 
Um, there, you know, there's no place for interaction. And really, in this in this day and age, it's all about social interaction. Um, it's about social proof, things like that. Um, you know, people like to comment. People like to like, share, comment on things. So um, you have to have that that social media aspect, I think, when it comes to you know whether it's Facebook or, or Instagram or uh, even Snapchat is bigger now. I mean, all these things, people want that. Um, you know, and, and that's going to build your brand even even more if you do it right. Um, and of course, you want that traffic, you know, from Facebook, from Instagram, um, to you know, to drive into your website where that where you can convert them into sales or whatever you're selling. Um, but you have to, I think, you have to have both. You know, if you have a website and you're not driving traffic to it from Facebook or Instagram, um, you're, you know, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Um, and if you have a Facebook account or you have an Instagram account with no no website, that's okay. Um, but I think I would say most most people have those two components, which I think are important. Um, because you know, you know, Facebook is where you kind of build your reputation, and then uh, your website kind of builds and, and uh, strengthens that reputation for the for the person that's viewing it. Yeah, and there's a couple components to that too. One is not, uh, it's you know, so you're looking at it as, do you have an e-commerce business? So mm-hmm. do you have a product, or are you a service? And your website is driving people to your business. Um, so like Robbie, when he's driving people to CrossFit Reach, um, opposed to when he's driving them to his online videos. So his online videos mm-hmm. become now a product like our wine. Um, so those websites are going to look differently um, because an mm-hmm. e-commerce platform, you're looking to receive money from them from your website. So that website has to be uh, clean. It does have to be interactive. And now over 75% of transactions are being done mobily. So if your website isn't Easily yep. accessible or easily viewed on a mobile phone, um, it's gonna it's gonna hurt your sales. So I can tell you mm-hmm. from just this exact experience this past year, um, our initial developers that we hired, um, they were not e-commerce developers. We found out unfortunately at a later time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so our first website was atrocious, and it hurt us. Uh, it was not mobile friendly. Uh, it, it was archaic. Uh, it looked like something that was about nine years old. That once it was done, I was blown away what we paid. Um, but <laughs> it did hurt us. People, I get emails from even family members like, "Hey, I went on there, and you know, my friend was trying to buy some wine, and Jesus, it's bouncing from this page to this page, and I get frustrated, and I left." So if, if one person is getting frustrated, you can imagine how many others that didn't reach out to us get frustrated. So our first few months of launch uh, was very painful because we were an e-commerce uh, site trying to obtain money from people selling product, and when they had a, a website that wasn't facilitated for people's ease of use, you have to think of everybody. Can a five-year-old use it? Not selling alcohol, but uh, and can an 85-year-old use it? So it has to be, you know, you can't think of the people who are tech savvy that, oh, well, it may be a little difficult. They can find their way through. It has to be very simple, clean, and fast. Um, but once we changed that over and we had a new developer rebuild the site from scratch, it made a, a tremendous difference. Um, and we were a business that launched inside of social media. That was our test. We didn't go to the traditional market with wine, uh, going tr- straight into stores. We wanted to bring it to the fitness community online only to see how it would be received before going into stores and having to control the distributors uh, take over. So we had to build that through Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so it does, like Robbie said, tying that into the website uh, and making that interactive is a huge thing. Um, so the, if you have a product and you're trying to obtain money from people, the website is a key component, and that's where you're going to have to kind of dig into your pocket a little and have the website made correctly. And you don't have, I mean, the days of spending $25,000 on a website are gone. I mean, those days uh, don't exist. You can have uh, a clean website built from companies um, relatively inexpensive um, for what you're doing. I mean, the more players you want to add to it, yes, more costs come to it, but for a basic, clean e-commerce website to get started, um, I don't, Robbie, I'd probably say, what, 1000 to $2,000 if you were going through a, yeah, a platform yeah, like a Shopify yep. or something. So, um, yep. you know, it's it's short money in the long run, um, but it's worthwhile if you're selling a product. If you're if you're driving to a business, uh, you know, like a, like CrossFit Gym or something like that, you can get it done for less because you're not, you don't need that transaction of money. Uh, and like Robbie said, you want it mm-hmm. to just be a nice, clean uh, layout um, tied into your Facebook page and your Instagram page so those things post up. Um, but just like you said, it's it's a 
re-advertisement of your business card. So it just needs to be a nice, clean layout, simple for people to navigate and find the information they're looking for. Yes, no, and that's that advice kind of translate into, translates into any business. Just I, I work in an industry, I work for the government, and we have online websites that people can go and sign up for, you know, fitness classes through the, the town that I work for and things like that. And, and we have gotten, we're finally revamping our website, but, um, you know, we have to know that we are not only reaching that, uh, you know, middle age or younger group of people that, you know, have iPhones, smartphones, iPads, you know, every device that under, you know, under the sun that they can just go on and they can kind of figure it out and go around a website. And if it's tough, like you said, they can find their way around. But you're also reaching, you know, an older generation. You, you don't know who's going to be on and trying to purchase your product. Um, and we get calls yeah. from, you know, different generations that, you know, I couldn't find the button to pay you and I couldn't okay. find what I was looking for on your website. So it's like, you know, you, you can't just, you got to think about everyone and not just that one group of people are, you know, if you're tech savvy, yeah. that everyone else is going to be as well. So that's great advice. You know, right yeah, off the bat. Um, um, yeah, I just want to say a key component on, uh, you know, that millennial division. Uh, the people think that because they have seven different pieces of technology to, to get on, or iPad, phone, whatever, that they'll navigate. They're also the shortest attention span on your site. Mm -hmm. uh, the numbers yep. show it. So they want clean, fast, easy. Um, because they're so used to just flying through online with multiple things and having 12 tabs open and doing multi multitasking. If your site is bogging down uh, or it's not easy to navigate, they'll leave even faster than you know, the 65-year-old who's not as tech savvy, who's going to be a little more patient, because they want things done right away. So it's very that important that it's just clean and easy to navigate. That That's the, the key thing is just, uh, simple navigation. It doesn't need to be, you know, flashy and stuff popping up all over the place and, you know, making people's eyes jump. It just needs to be easily read and easily navigated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I absolutely. think, too, with, I, like, with, with, so, with social media, I think that, you know, the benefit of, of that is, is, you know, being able to target the audience that you want to target. So, you know, for example, like, you know, Mark, like if he had, like you said, if he had gone into stores and opened up, it probably would have taken him a little bit longer to grow Whereas he was able to, you know, through social media and through, um, you know, connections, he was able to, you know, target the exact audience he wanted to reach. And because of that, you know, they were going to respond more favorably to his product. You know, same with me. If I were to, you know, try to promote my, um, you know, CrossFit products or whatever to, to golfers, it wouldn't, it wouldn't translate. It doesn't make any sense, you know. But, you know, through social media, I'm able to target those CrossFitters, you know, whatever demographic I want to target. Um, and because of that, you're going to have a much more, uh, positive response, you can have a better return on your investment. Um, and that's that's one of the beauty you know, one of the great things about social media is you're able to, you know, reach the people that you want to reach. Um, so I think that's a huge component and, and if you just have a website, you can't necessarily do that. You know, but if, by having that social media, Facebook, Instagram, you're able to target those people, um, which in turn will eventually hopefully turn into customers. You took my next question, Robbie. Took it right oh, up from sorry. under me. I was just going to say <laughs> target markets, and you took, but that's okay because you're, you know, when it comes to target markets, yours is a little bit easier. You want to crossfit gym, um, yeah. you know, you're you're targeting, you're you're not targeting just cross, you're targeting a lot of people, anyone that's into fitness, anyone that wants to learn more, give stuff a try. Yep. Um, yep. You know, you're you're a little bit different, but with with Fitvine, um, you know, I see you guys at at CrossFit comps all over the place. I see a lot of CrossFitters posting about you guys, and I know um, that you also sponsor a bodybuilder as well because she just happens to be in the same organization that I compete in. But how did you decide that that was going to be your target market? You know, you were—I know you were cross—you know, you like CrossFit, were a CrossFitter, but how did you decide that you were really going to target that market first? Yeah, it's—you uh, know—we we wanted to start inside a CrossFit um, just due to. Um, what we had seen in our initial years as far as um, the approach CrossFitters take to everyday life. Uh, and that quickly paralleled um, triathletes. Uh, I think they're very similar uh, as well as, and you can see it ties, kind of rolls into fitness competitors and bodybuilders. But uh, we started in CrossFitters. We saw the the everyday life of a CrossFitter, not, not the elite athlete, but the everyday CrossFitter who's going four or five days a week but has a job, 
uh, has a family, is once they're they're in uh, and how they really look at their life, they're paying attention. They quickly start changing what they what they're putting in their body. Um, they they understand value, so they're not they chose not to go to the Globo Gym to pay ten dollars a month. They're paying anywhere from a hundred dollars to uh, we were in New York City and it was three hundred and eighty-five dollars, but average is usually around two hundred a month. Um, you know, they buy quality stuff to train in, whether it's Lululemon or Reebok and now Nike, uh, and they're paying attention to what they eat. Uh, most of it's organic or paleo or combination of both. Um, so that we knew that they would be receptive uh, into bringing, um, you know, a quality wine. Uh, so that's why we started there because of how they would receive what we were trying to do. Because uh, in the beginning, we had gone to a couple of tastings that were not, uh, that were a little different. And, you know, we were at a tasting, and they were set up like we would at a normal place, and they had pizza out and bagels and cream cheese, and one of the people walked up and they're like, well, why would you have a healthy wine? <laughs> so it, it was quickly evident that we had to be speaking to the right people. Um, and so we started mm-hmm. inside across it, and that morphed, like I said, out into the, uh, triathlon community because they're very similar. Uh, they're you know they'll buy the top gear, they'll spend ten thousand dollars on a you know carbon fiber bike that even if they're not a pro. Uh, and then that just kind of expanded. So it was the goal was to get in front of people who wanted to who do pay attention to what goes in the body. I mean I guess that was the ultimate reason why we did it because uh, it was easier to have a conversation with them of why we were doing what we were doing with the wine. Uh, and when we've talked to people outside of that, uh, in the beginning, they didn't get it. Um, and now, as we've grown and it, it morphed very fast, uh, that's why it's in the beginning we were saying for the athlete, and that we've now expanded that for the active lifestyle. And that's everybody. I mean, if you go outside yeah. and you go walking for, you know, two miles, you're active. So our goal is to bring, you know, wine to the active lifestyle. Um, and you've gone in a little bit into bodybuilding. I thought... Um, I won't bring up any names because I don't know if anybody wants me to bring up their name on on a radio show. But um, I know you do also um, work with a, a pro bodybuilder as well, a female pro bodybuilder, or did, or I'm not sure if you still are. But I think that just the bodybuilding industry itself would also be very receptive, um, especially with the macro counts for yeah, your one, because we're very very that. regimented. So, yeah. Yeah, she she won't mind me mentioning her name. That's uh, Tracy Rabbit. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but she is still on board with us, and uh, yeah, she's a she's a great athlete. Um, she's she's well received inside of bodybuilding. She's got into some CrossFit. She's even doing the Crash Bees uh, World uh, Rowing Competition next month at uh, Boston University, and she's going to try and set a record in her age group for women. Um, so she's a all around just kind of badass that likes to go after stuff but uh and yeah we've spoken about um some entries into how to enter the bodybuilding um you know network it's a little different at the shows how that you know it's mostly all uh supplements and stuff like that to have a table there is uh, a little challenging so we're trying to figure out a creative way to present to uh that industry they they can, but the last show I was at, the last Worlds that I did, and Tracy was there, they had a full bar inside the venue, inside the show. Um, so yeah, after, that, so the, you know, the... we Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's, it, what happens is, we were speaking before uh, we went live, is those venues, uh, it's their concession yeah. stand. So it's yep. that's the challenge, whether they'll sell it for us or if they'll allow us to come in and sell it this it's the politics of the behind the scenes of uh, getting the wine into the building uh, for sale. So yeah. that's that's the challenge with a lot of the indoor events, whether it's bodybuilding, CrossFit, uh, or anything else, is is the host uh, venue, their concession stands. They always feel like we're a threat to their sales. Uh, so it's yep. whether or not it, we have to take it as an individual location and whether or not we can get them to approve it and work out some kind of deal with them. Well, hopefully that that ends up working out for you because I think it would be well, uh, well received there as well, um, for sure. But um, Robbie, I mean, it's a little bit different for you as far as target markets, but maybe online, you know, with your chalk and steel blogs and such, um, you know, 
Yeah. Do you have anything to speak to on the target market, even though it's a little more obvious for you than it was for, for Mark, but I'm sure people out there would be interested as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, you know, for myself and, you know, you know, for my, my brick and mortar, my gym, um, you know, going into it, you know, I've always, you know, it's kind of like what Mark said, you know, you have, you know, any athletes, you have that 1%, they're all about, you know, competition, you know, they eat, sleep and live it. It's a full-time job. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people that cater to them. That's, I mean, I would say most of the industry when it comes to like supplements and, uh, training programs, it's all catered to them. And I think that, um, you know, unfortunately that 99%, you know, just the everyday Joe, the one that, the person that wants to get that workout in, um, just improve, you know, so they can be better at, you know, everyday life things. I think they, they, uh, get the short end of the stick sometimes. So, um, you know, when I targeted my market in my gym, you know, that's who I targeted. That's, that's who I'm passionate about helping. And, and that's kind of what I've done. Um, you know, not just in my brick and mortar, but online. So, you know, it's it's important that, uh, you know, if you are going to go online and you are going to do, you know, Facebook advertising or Instagram advertising or whatever it be, um, is to, you know, to know that, you know, know who your avatar is. Like, you know, you're in, by avatar, I mean, you know, who's your ideal customer that you want to reach and, and, and help out. Um, and for me, it was that person, you know, from 30 to 55 that, um, you know, maybe they got out of fitness a little bit and they want to get back into it. Um, they're trying out CrossFit, they, you know, they fall in love with it, they want to improve on it. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I've geared my, my programming and my programs too. Um, you know, so anytime I'm, you know, and for example, if I were to do a, a stretching program or a mobility program, you know, I wouldn't promote it to, you know, 20 year old people because, you know, they're, <laughs> they're like rubber, they don't get hurt, you know? Um, but if, you know, for, for me, it would be, you know, okay, now that, that 40 to 55 range, 40 to 60, like, these are people who are just starting to get a little bit injured. It takes a little bit longer for them to recover. So they're going to be more receptive to what I have to say. So, you know, whatever industry you're in, whether, you know, it could be wine, it could be uh, golf, it could be anything, is, is to know, you know, what your program is and, and who the avatar is and the ideal customer is going to be for that product. Um, and once you know that, I mean, the sky is the limit. You know, I can tell you just, you know, just from my experience online, um, you know, the amount of customers you can have is, is pretty much limitless. You know, if you really... Uh, you know, work at it. So um, that's kind of my two cents is, is to really know what your avatar is and and cater and, and, and do everything you can to reach that person. You keep saying avatar, and I keep thinking about the big blue people from the movie. <laughs> you think about the blue people? Really? <laughs> but I know what you're the talking about, but that's all I keep thinking of is that. <laughs> all right, I can, I can but, change um, the word or something. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's okay. It's a good word. I'm glad you defined it, though, because some people just didn't know what you're yeah, talking you're like, about. Yeah, you're like, I love like that an movie. Avatar. <laughs> I love that movie. That was great. What the heck is this guy talking about? He has no idea what he's right. talking about. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So um, to kind of take it off marketing for a little while and go back into your core business, do you guys recommend hiring an accountant to work with you for a new business because there's a lot of people out there that maybe have an MBA, maybe don't, maybe have no idea how to manage money in a business. There's a lot of terms. There's a lot of things. I know this because I'm going through my MBA right now. So uh, do you suggest someone hiring someone to you know manage your company financially or do you think it's something that most people can start up and do themselves? Go ahead, Mark. Um, <laughs> all right. Our, our experience or our, you know, our past two companies uh, is do it yourself. I mean, our, our motto has always been to bootstrap. Um, too many businesses uh, put too much out and, and give away too much uh, too fast, and that's what causes them to fail. Um, there's plenty of programs out there that are very simple uh, accounting programs that you don't have to have an MBA. Uh, you don't have to be an accountant that you can get by um, for your first year, maybe even two years, depending on how the growth of your business is, that is just as simple as enough as what's coming in and what's going out. It doesn't have to be um, crazy because most likely when you're kicking off your business, it's just you. Um, you know, Sometimes there's a few of you, but a lot of times there's no payroll or anything like that yet. So uh, the more basic you can keep it and the more you can bootstrap it, uh, the stronger you'll be as you're moving forward and you'll really have a good grasp of your own money. Um, it's, you know, and, and if you have a personal accountant that, um, you know, does your own personal taxes at the time, a lot, reach out to them. Uh, they'll gladly help you out a lot of times, Some, you know, ask them some questions. But if you even get to the point um, where you're getting a little overwhelmed, many of them have 
um, bookkeepers that will work with you on the side that do three hours here, three hours there from, you know, a dozen businesses. Uh, they do it from home or whatever. So you can still tie that in when you're starting to get a little past that point where you think it's overwhelming that you're only paying out maybe a few hundred dollars a week or month uh, to have somebody do it instead of bringing on an accountant full-time, which could be very expensive. Yeah, absolutely. I, Robbie, I agree. I know, I, think I know you have a lot to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> do I? <laughs> you do. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I do. Um, so I definitely agree with what Mark said. I think, like, you know, I think it's definitely important to have an accountant. I, I don't think it's necessarily important to have one, you know, full-time. Um, there's a ton of stuff out there. I mean, there's QuickBooks, there's FreshBooks, um, great things like that. Uh, one of my biggest things, though, is, you know, when you first start out, it's, it's tough because, you know, you're kind of the – you wear many hats, you know, you're the accountant, you're the janitor, you're the, um, you're the marketer, you're everything. So, um, you know, the goal is as you grow as a business is to kind of start taking one of those hats off at a time. So, um, because you want to focus on, on your business and not necessarily in your business. So, um, you know, if you're able to eventually get to the point where, you know, you can have that accountant, um, taking care of your, your taxes, that's, that's important. Um, if you can find someone to, uh, you know, clean the, you know, clean the gym or with the facility for you, you know, whatever, you know, your time is better spent, um, you know, marketing, getting more customers, customers, getting more leads than it is to be cleaning. You know, that's something that you can outsource um, that, you know, easily. And that's something that, you know, it's, it's really important at first. It's like, you know, like Mark said, I think people do that too fast. Um, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, putting in that, you know, the blood, sweat and tears in the beginning. Um, it makes you appreciate, you know, what you have and everything. But I think as you start to grow, and in order to grow, you have to get to that point where, you know, that 95-5 rule where it's like, you know, you're spending uh, 95% of your time, um, you know, on your business and, and 5% of your time in your business. And I think that's an important thing that um, a lot of people worry about because, you know, and for me personally, I'm, I'm a control freak. <laughs> so uh, it can be hard for me to kind of let go. Um, but once you do that, you're like, oh my God, I have like three, four more hours a week that I can focus on this. You know, these things they are going to help me grow my business even more. So, um, that's kind of what I would have to say in terms of, in terms of accounting or any other services that you can outsource. Yeah. One other thing to add on to what Robbie's saying is, uh, you know, like you said, it's whether it's one, two, four, five of you starting a business, uh, everybody has 10 hats on. Um, and like you said, pe- kind of peeling at those layers, um, doing it one at a time, not just giving everything away. But uh, for us, one of the first things was, you know, we did all, all our own design work. And if anybody who saw our version one of our label, you know, I've had people be like, hey, did your kid draw that? <laughs> but, you know, we we had the good product. We knew the wine was excellent, but we didn't have the money at the time to go spend X amount of, you know, dollars to for to hire a professional design team. And we didn't know how it would be received. So we took on our own design work for the first version. We launched the wine. It started to be well-received. And as it started taking off, as we knew, okay, this is going to work, then we hired, we outsourced that and brought on a professional company that does that and, you know, redid our branding and all our logos and everything. But, you know, we weren't going to do that right off the bat because if it was something that just wasn't going to take and invest all that kind of money, that could be something, like I said, giving it all the way up front and you could never see the return on it. So if the product's not there, you're not sure how it's going to receive. But it is definitely important, based on how fast your business grows, uh, to start peeling away at those layers uh, one at a time. But, yeah, you, you don't want to maintain those hats, like Robbie said, so that uh, all you're doing is running the business and not focusing on your product or service. Yeah, what... Um how has being in the fitness industry and having a business in the fitness industry? Wow, I can't talk right now. Jeez, it must have been a little. <laughs> and now I need a glass of wine. But exactly, but, um, you should have had wine in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. How has the fitness industry positively impacted your life, Robbie? Why don't you start? Oh. You want me to start? Okay. Well, um, yeah, go I mean, for it's, it. it's yeah, sure. It's, I mean, it's totally. I mean, it's totally changed my life. I mean. You know, I've always, like I said in my intro, I mean, um, you know, growing up, I was always into sports and, uh, you know, that was kind of my, my thing. And then, but I was always a skinny kid. You know, I remember when, you know, in high school and middle school, you know, I would get picked on. I remember getting pushed into lockers. I remember all that stuff. Um, you know, I was always, you know, people like me, but, you know, there's people that <laughs> just push me around. And, uh, you know, I remember going into college, it was like, you know, what do I want to do, you know, for a career? And, 
you know, I looked at, you know, business as a major and then, you know, I kind of found exercise science as my major and, and kind of went from there. Um, got introduced to the gym, fell in love with the gym. Um, it was just like one of these things where it's like, wow, I can actually like change, you know, how I am. And, 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 and basically, you know, from that outward change in my, my body, it, it kind of created an inward change. Um, and it gave me that confidence to do things like I could never do before. And every time I stepped into the gym, I was doing, you know, more weight or, you know, uh, you know, getting better, getting stronger, you know, looking better. Um, and it was like, wow, you know, that's, I, I totally felt the difference. And for me, it's like, you know, you know, my thought was, wow, if I can do that for myself, um, I would love to share that same feeling with other people. Um, because I know there's people out there that, you know, whether they're overweight or they're, they're you know, the opposite, they're looking to gain weight. Um, you know, that's something that is, is everywhere. And everybody has, you know, um, you know, self-confidence issues or, um, you know, things like that and self-doubt. And, um, you know, for me, fitness has been one of the biggest things because no matter, no matter how bad of a day I'm having that, you know, that one hour of, uh, in my workout, I mean, that's everything. And that, that totally changes, you know, my whole day It changes my, my energy. I feel better. And, and that's, that's kind of what, uh, um, has helped me out. And because of that, I mean, because of my passion of fitness, I'd be able to, you know, turn it into a business where I'm able to help more people out and, and have the same experience. So, um, it's really just changed, you know, my life and opened so many doors for me and it keeps opening doors for me, um, because I'm just, just scratching the surface, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's really, uh, I don't know what I would do without it, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, um, and that's, that's one of the coolest things about it. And I think it's unique in that fitness industry is you're able to actually make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. Mark, how about you? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's been the same since, God, back when I was <laughs> preteen starting, starting martial arts. I mean, when I was, uh, taekwondo was my life for a long time and it was, uh, I was at that level where it's, you know, six hours a day, six days a week and everything else was secondary. Um, and, but even back then as I was instructing, like Robbie said, helping people, I could, people that came in with no confidence, they were afraid to walk down the street at night by themselves or whatever, and being able to give them uh, that confidence to do that. But that then turned into their lives, so that when they had to go talk to their boss and they wouldn't put their head down, they felt confident enough to, you know, stand up straight, look them in the eye, and, you know, be able to speak what they had to. And, uh, you know, changing a lot of people like that. We worked with a lot of young kids that came from uh, inner city that had uh, broken homes or, you know, came from homes with drugs and stuff like that, and being able to give them a positive impact on life uh, and have a, a positive look on their future, realizing that that didn't have to be their future, that they could do well in school and, and move forward in a different path than what some of their family members had. And that, uh, as, I, as I grew out of that and, and then got into CrossFit, um, that kind of tied into the same thing. Like Robbie said, seeing people who, uh, for one reason or another, uh, you know, got out of athletics and or just struggle with weight issues, uh, you know, throughout their lives and kind of showing them that there's a, a way uh, to do it healthy, um, whether they were coming from bad eating on one end uh, where they were too thin or bad eating on the other end where they gained weight. Um, they, you know, there's both struggles on that end and finding people to uh, or helping people find that balance uh, and how I could tie the wine company into that. Um, you know, it's, I can't tell you how many people just come up and said thank you uh, for, you know, bringing a product that uh, they could trust, that tastes great, that they know what's in it. But it'll, it gives them that kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a release point, but just, uh, you know, everybody's everyday stress running around 100 miles an hour getting their kids to sports and, you know, the stress of work and then they try and run to CrossFit or the gym or whatever it may be. Uh, and when they want to just detune or if they want to have a glass of wine, um, they don't feel guilty. You know, that's the biggest thing is that, hey, I'm, I'm trying to do the paleo challenge or my team's doing the, the 30 challenge or something, and, you know, I just I still need to have a glass of wine because today was just, you know, crazy or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's it's it's been an awesome feeling when people are just, you know, they're stoked that you, you made a product that they think that they've been looking for uh, that's been kind of a gap. Um, and it's wine has kind of been, I think, in our in the history of man that way, whether it be for war, peace, love, uh, people could always sit down together and have a glass of wine. Can't always get somebody to sit down and be like, Hey, wanna have a you know, tequila on the rocks with me? <laughs> so, <laughs> well know, I mean I would do that, but yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, well, no one. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, wine kind of has that passion to it in itself that uh, you can usually get somebody to sit down and have a glass with you. So uh, tying that in with fitness and just the overall health uh, and, you know, wine, when it's made right, like our wine, does bring good components. It's it's good for your heart. Uh, it's good for your blood. Uh, it helps keep blood lipids down and stuff and antioxidants in it, like resveratrol, are very good for you. So uh, being able to have something like that that you can bring to people that you feel confident about, um, that you know it's a, it's a good product, that uh, you're bringing stuff to people that, um, you know, I'm not going to say my wine will help you because uh, it's still alcohol. Um, but, you know, if they're choosing to have uh, an alcoholic beverage, that it is a better choice uh, and it is something of quality and that uh, if it helps them just detune at the end of the night after a 16-hour stressful day, great. If it helps them keep them on track for their fitness uh, and, you know, staying on track for what they're eating and still going to the gym multiple days a week, that's awesome. Um, you know, and that's that's what we're all about and that helps to, uh, you know, make our lives better. And it, it, to me, it doesn't become a company. It becomes just part of the family, you know, and that kind of ties in with what we do with our kids and our family and staying and exercise and fit buying ties in with that. It's, you know, like Robbie, he's uh, he doesn't look at his coaching because he loves what he does and he goes in there and has a blast and, you know, he's expanded that online. Like, that's not a job. You know, he, he loves it and he's passionate about it. So that's uh, part of his life, and that's how we look at making our wine. That's awesome. I, you know, the ultimate goal seems to be that, you know, to be able to work and wake up every day and love what you do. Um, yep. And same thing with hobbies. If, you know, as we get older and we get busy and we have families and we have kids and, you, you know, you still want to have a couple of hobbies that you really enjoy for yourself that you can treat yourself to. And if that's working out at CrossFit, you know, which I found to be awesome, then, then that's fantastic if you enjoy doing it. And then being able to come home and having a great glass of wine and not feel guilty about it, that's great too. So um, I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and sharing everything. We have about three and a half minutes left. So before we wrap this up, in a few words uh, from each of you, what can we expect to see in 2016 or any new developments or, you know, Robbie, I know you have some comps coming up, but um, just a, I don't know, quick 30 seconds. What can we see from you guys this year? You want me to go first? Or? Robbie, you can start. Go, go for it, Robbie. Okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, we got, I mean, 2016 is going to be a big year. Uh, we got, like I said, at the gym, we've got a bunch of CrossFit competitions coming up, which are always good, and I'm sure Mark will be there as well. Um, and then we are going to, you know, with my online business, I mean, we're just going to be blowing it up. So i got a bunch of them, five or six more coaching programs I'm going to be doing this year, um, you know, which are going to really help a lot more CrossFitters get better. Um, I'm also going to be doing, um, you know, I just came out with a brand-new bodyweight program, which is called Six Week Shred. Um, and that has been uh, absolutely crushing it right now, um, and, and a lot of people are, are getting in with six feet shred, which is which is great. So I'm able to help a lot of people out. So, you know, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. It's just more about you know creating more programs, being able to help more people, um, and make a bigger difference in other people's lives. Cool, Mark. How about you for uh, Fitvine for 2016? Yeah, 2016 is uh, is definitely going to be epic. Uh, we're going to be launching two new varietals this spring, our Sauvignon Blanc and our Pinot Noir. Uh, we also have some incredible partnerships that we'll be announcing over the next couple of months uh, with um, some big race groups, uh, obstacle race companies, uh, as well as we have some uh, professional athletes coming out of um, some traditional sports like the NFL, um, as well as a few Ooh. celebrities. And then uh, our largest thing uh, is rolling out into stores. We just entered stores inside of Florida, uh, in Naples, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, uh, and we will be rolling out around the country uh, over all of 2016. And we're looking by uh, the beginning, probably the end of Q1 of 2017, to be in all 50 states. Wow, yeah, that's amazing! That's awesome, that's fantastic. I'm going to actually post um, as we're wrapping up here. I'm going to post on uh, both my fitness page and my regular Facebook page links to to everything. So you got Robbie's. Uh, CrossFit Reach, um, all of his online uh, Chalk and Steel, which I have a couple blogs on his Chalk and Steel site, and I'll post Six Week Shred as he was mentioning. It must be the model, Robbie. That must be why it's yeah. hitting off, right? Well, no, I, I just sure happen to be the model of the show. It's a, good, it's a good product. I'm just kidding around. Um, I just happen to be in there. So, and I'll, I'll post all of uh, Fitvine Wines link to their, you know, meet social media pages as well as their website for you guys to go check it out. Um, 
So thank you all for listening in, and thank both of you for taking the time out of your busy days and, and busy lives with family and uh, to come on and talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Mel. Appreciate it, for sure. Yeah, it was great. Thank you for having me. I'd love to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely we'll have to get you guys on the show into 2016 so we can uh, see where everyone's at. But, again, thank you all for listening in, um, and thank you for joining me tonight. And I will have another show. It won't be until the beginning of February, but it is going to be awesome, and there may be some NFL people on it too. So I want you guys to stay tuned. I'll, I'll post on that very soon. And um, everyone have a good night. Go have a glass of wine. Go work out tomorrow, and then have a glass of wine again. And um, check out everything on my fitness page, and I will talk to everyone soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.